appreciate everyone being here. Um, while I agree with and applaud some of the efforts that the mayor is making in terms of trying to control spending and so on, um, I'm glad the mayor's here because I'm going to be very, very blunt and perhaps brutally honest, and I apologize if people get uh, offended, but we are in a crisis. The city's broke. I mean, we're, you know, it's not a situation or an issue or a problem. The city's broke. And, and there seem to be three different priorities, depending on what group you talk to. If you talk to the unions, their priority is to protect collective bargaining. They want to keep those agreements in place. They want to make sure that they get the collective bargaining. And I understand that. That's their job. That's their responsibility to their members. The city's position, frankly, seems to be to preserve their power and their influence and, and their ability to run the city. And perhaps if I was told the mayor, that's the position I would take, but um, that's, that's where they're at. There are those of us, and I am among them, who say the priority here should be to avoid bankruptcy. There was an article in the paper, I guess it was Sunday, I'm going to read the quote directly. Uh, and this is from a gentleman named Kurt Wilson, city manager of Stockton, California. I've never met him. I, until I read this quote, I knew Stockton was one of the towns that had gone into bankruptcy. The bankruptcy process is the most ugly, expensive, and complicated process. If you have an alternative, any at all, take it. So, again, I am one, and there are others who think that bankruptcy should be avoided. Um, and, and there are, there are, as the mayor said, there are a couple of proposals out there, legislative proposals. Let, let's talk about the uh, Prieto uh, bill. First off, the reality is, and it's a sophisticated audience, you get this, he doesn't have the votes. You, you, one, one of the things you learn in this business early on, you got to be able to count. He doesn't have 41. If he had 41, if Speaker Prieto had 41 votes, he would post the bill, get the bill passed in the Assembly, then you'd have the Senate version, an Assembly version, um, and then you would negotiate from there. The fact that he's calling this Senate president saying, well, let's, let's negotiate, we need to sit down and figure this out, he doesn't have the votes. Notwithstanding that, there are issues in the Prieto bill that I find troubling. One is the fact that built into the bill um, is a, the portion that the county gets, Howard will disagree, the mayor may disagree, the $40 million extra that the county gets that comes from the city. The city's the one that's broke. Under the Prieto bill, the county gets $4 million more under that bill than they get the year before the bill from the city. I've been asking all along, how's that fair? No one's given me a satisfactory answer. The, the bill runs for 10 years. You add that all up, it's over 40 million bucks. Secondly, in the Prieto bill, there's no meaningful <clears throat> incentive for early retirement. Uh, if you work for five years, you get a month and so on. Uh, but, you know, people have said to me, well, pass the Prieto bill, put it on the governor's desk. Frankly, we did that. We did that back in the fall. The governor vetoed it and came back and said, I want to take over the bill. The original takeover bill. Which I was one of the ones that was done at the last minute in the 
uh, closing days of the session in the middle of January. I was one of those who, who stopped it. Um, that bill had a 15-year takeover, and it also had an immediate takeover of the city's water authority. The Sweeney bill was revised from 15 to five years, and it gave the city one year to do something with the water authority. Yes, it is a takeover. There's no, there's no sugar coming in that. But again, let's, let's, let me be honest, let me be blunt. The city has not helped itself in this argument. And, and we'll, we'll, we'll stay focused on the, the water utility, if I may. I have said for some time privately to various city officials, you got to do something with the water. Bayonne, New Jersey, did a deal, a lease with a water company, got $140 million. There are over 100 communities in New Jersey that in some form or other have privatized their water. I believe the Bayonne lease deal um, provides that if the, if the rate increases above a certain level, it has to come back to the governing body, there are protections for employees, so on and so forth. Um, the city's position early on was, we're not going to do anything with the water, we have cheap water, we have good water, that's it. How do you go to Bayonne, or Jersey City, or some of the other communities that have taken this painful step of privatizing your water and say, we're broke, we need your help, we're not doing anything with our water. doesn't work. The, the city, city council, can't blame the mayor for this one, but three different times they have had on their agenda an action to do something with the water company. Each time they fail to take action. So it makes it hard to make the case that the city's getting its act together because here you have a year to do something with the water, what are you going to do? And it sort of gets just fumbled around. There are other examples, frankly, that, that, that I could give. Baderfield City entered a lease, which I thought there was a consensus on. It was a uh, lease to convert Baderfield into uh, recreational fields, soccer, lacrosse, rugby, you bring your kids and have tournaments and so on. Good for the towns happening all over the state. And then, well, I guess within the last several weeks, the city said, no, we're not going to do that, even though we have a signed lease. We're going to put it out for auction for $155 million. Quite frankly, Mayor, none of the preliminary work that you need to do was the subsoil condition. How much of that is wetlands? You've got about 150 acres. The wetlands continues to creep and grow. So how much is wetlands? What about the infrastructure that would be required? Nobody knows the answer to these questions, and yet we're going to put it out for an auction. So those are the kinds of things, frankly, that make it difficult to make the case that Atlantic City is getting its act together. And of course, the, 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 the most egregious example was the council cars. It took an expose by a Philly TV station and found a councilman driving to, I don't know if it was Home Depot or Peter Lumber or someplace, in a city car where they finally gave up the city cars. So the Sweeney bill, yes, is a takeover bill. Somebody's not going to post that. The Prieto bill can't even get the votes in its own, in its own house. Sweeney and Greenwald, Lou Greenwald, Senate Majority, or Assembly Majority Leader, come up and throw out a different alternative. Some very draconian benchmarks. City so will have, I think it was four months, and a, a number, and so on and so forth. And, and frankly, the city's response was no, we're not interested in that. That's not how this business works. 
Most of you are business people. When somebody gives you an offer, you make a counter offer. You say, four months won't work, we need nine. Maybe you settle at six, maybe you sell five. Maybe it's twenty won't move, I don't know. I know him well enough, I think he would, but I don't want to speak for him. But that's not happening because, again, it's, we're gonna, we're gonna fight this, we're gonna get this through, we're gonna, they're drinking the Kool-Aid that Prieto is selling, we're gonna, we're gonna get the Prieto bill across the finish line. To me, this really has come down to, there are no good options here, I've said that from the beginning, and there are, there are two choices. Uh, one is, and, and they're imposed by the governor. Again, let's be clear, we, we did our job back in the fall, the governor vetoed it. So we have two options. One is uh, a bill that would have some element of a takeover, and the other is bankruptcy. I prefer to avoid the bankruptcy try to work out something on the takeover side. So I thank you for your attention. Um, again, we, we face some difficult challenges with this financial situation. Long term, I'm an optimist. You'll hear that in the second, in the second uh, uh, panel with uh, Stockton and the call center and, uh, and so on. But uh, we have to get through this crisis. Thank you all very much.